the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557 is the number. We get together and talk about the issues of the day from a Christian perspective each and every day. You can join the conversation, 888-528-2557. I've got one word to describe today, and that word is bonkers. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know if that's an old sounding word. Maybe there's a better word, you know, that would be, you know, more current. Do people say bonkers anymore? Does it mean the same thing? I feel like it means just absolutely crazy. And uh, that is what today is. And I'm not really going to get into the details of it because it's still going on. Did you watch the the hearing for uh, the Atlanta prosecutor in the Trump case, uh, Fonnie Williams? Fonnie, is that her name? What's her name? I feel like I'm getting her name wrong right now. Um, it's bonkers. Fanny Willis. Uh, bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. Did you watch any of that? It's the best thing on television if it wasn't so sad. It's... Uh, and that, and season two is tomorrow. It's not even over yet, but uh, basically it is a hearing about whether or not she ought to be disqualified, her and her boyfriend attorney, from the case because they lied about their relationship and uh, there's all kinds of money going back and forth and whether or not it's legitimate. And I got to tell you what, it is shockingly bonkers. People are angry. They're yelling. She's on the stand. Her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, if he is or if he isn't, who was somebody else's husband at the time, or he wasn't. He was. It's just there is a reason for everything. He says he's not the. he wasn't married at the time, even though I think he's still married, because he and his wife decided they weren't married back in uh, 2015, but they still are. And uh, it's it's just bonkers. And the, the big thing comes down to... Uh, the money. He says that she was paying him back in cash, like cash money for trips to Belize and uh, other places, many other places. And uh, he said, well, what'd you do with the cash? Well, I spent it. You spent thousands of, it's thousands of dollars in cash, not cash app or Venmo or anything like that. And then they're going back and no one, there's no trail for it. And the reason you pay somebody in cash uh, is because you want it to be not traceable. The reason you would pay it in cash and not, you know, um, have any record of it is you don't want it to be traceable. So they're they're probably off that case. I don't know if that means the case is gone or if uh, somebody else picks it up, but it's that's probably where that's going to be. But, you know, I've been watching that and thinking it's bonkers. The Trump case that began in New York, that whole thing is bonkers from every side of it, right? It's in fact, all of those trials that he's they're they're bonkers in from however you want to look at it, things that the prosecutors are alleging, things that Trump did or is accused of doing, the people who are involved. We are twenty twenty four is going to be insane. And I think this is I think what you saw if you watch that today, and I was glued to it. It's it's nuts. 
we got a national security threat that we can't describe what it is, but somehow we told people that there's a national security threat and and President Biden needs to declassify a bunch of stuff right away so we can talk to our allies about it, but we won't talk about it. We have the Secretary of Homeland Security impeached because he's not keeping the rules at the border, and that hasn't, nobody's been impeached, no secretary's been impeached since the, the 1870s. But the Senate's not going to kick him out, so you kind of wonder what's that actually going to be about. I thought to myself, why doesn't President Biden, and I'm just uh, bringing over a whole bunch of bonker issues because that's that's what's on my mind. What's on yours? 888-528-2557. Maybe you've got something bonkers going on in your life, something that's just bizarre, not like normal life struggles, but things that are just over the top crazy. I think Biden, what he ought to do, just politically speaking, like this wouldn't be the right thing to do, like morally right, but if you're just going to get in the thick of politics... He ought to blame every all the border problems on Mayorkas. He could say, hey, you know what? You guys are right about Mayorkas. Uh, he's not doing his job, and I wanted him to uh, protect the border, and he's not enforcing the law. He's fired, and just fire him and get somebody else and blame the whole thing on him. Hey, they could, he could do that. And, <laughs> you know, that's just like terrible politics, but uh, he could do that. Um, Biden has decided to give up cognitive exams for Lint. So uh, at some point they're asking about, uh, you know, if he's <laughs> – that's the other thing that's bonkers, right? We have a president that we're not sure if he knows where he is, according to an official Department of Justice document that says he's a well-meaning elderly man uh, with very poor memory. That's what it says. And that's the reason they're not going to prosecute him. He's guilty. He willfully did all these things, but uh, we're not going to prosecute him because we think – that the jury will find him to be a well-meaning elderly man uh, with poor memory. L.A. Times had an article today criticizing the use of the word elderly. What, is that a slur? Is that a bad word to call somebody elderly? When do you become elderly? I see. I think the whole, the whole thing is when do you become – Wilbert, when does a person become elderly? I can't when hear you. When they forget how to use technology. <laughs> When they forget, well, then I'm elderly because, you know, <laughs> you're calling me elderly right now. When I have to remind you how to uh, connect to the Wi-Fi. You guys doing the TikTok and everything, and I'm like, hey, what is this uh, TikTok machine here that you're doing? Is elderly a bad word? If you're older, an old, and, you know, I don't know where the, I don't know where the cutoff for that I, is. I think it has a bad connotation, but like frail? Day, I don't think it's bad. Like at some point, you're, you're elderly. I try to tell people, you know, my parents are in their 80s, and I try to encourage them to just embrace being in your 80s. Don't pretend you're still in your 60s. You're not. You're in your 80s. You're doing fine for being in your 80s, but you got some stuff. Yeah, right? I, I had that conversation with my mom. I'm like, you're, you're getting a little older now. I was like, because she, she, she started feeling some pain. And I told her, I was like, you can't do what you used to do. And it's not bad. You're just older. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I used to tell people, and I'll tell you guys out there, you know, if you're kind of at that age where you're fighting with your doctor about using a a, a walker, right? Like, you know, I get it. I don't want to use it either. I'm sure that I will object to that whole thing. But what I tell people is if your doctor is saying you need to use a walker, you don't want a broken hip. You just don't. Uh, I worry about that for the president. I really do. Like when he took that fall a few weeks ago, he was like inches away. If he just hits it the wrong way, he's done. Uh, and... Uh, I'll bet that uh, if he were not president, it's Walker time. He at least ought to have a cane. I think people would would view that okay. I think people. I think it would make people comfortable. Maybe I don't I'm wrong. Think many people would be shocked. Well, I think people would feel better about it. 
Yeah. Like when he does that little trot to try to look like he's spry, I'm thinking, no, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. That's what I think the whole time. Uh, if you have to get a walker, now listen, a serious thing, you know, all the stuff is like, you make the best of it. Get some like bright orange tennis balls in the bottom of it and a horn, one of those little bicycle horns and just have fun with it because it's, it just, you have to embrace where you are in life. I think that really matters. I think that is really the best thing to do. Uh, Colin is saying, uh, that I'm elder. <laughs> this is the definition of elderly. When you start putting the word the before referring to a popular thing like the YouTube or the COVID stuff like that. The See, I, I, the TikTok machine, I do that on purpose. I say the COVID very intentionally because it's like the plague. And I don't mean just the disease. I mean the shutdowns. I mean the whole thing about it, the COVID, like this unit of something that was forced upon us the COVID. That's why I say that. And I'm just being silly when I say that. But thanks for calling me old in the TikTok machine. All right, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. I want to make this point, though, with all of the uh, the chaos. And maybe you've got something going on in your life that's bonkers. Oh, and I was going to tell the story. My, my bonkers story is that my car, my wife's car, actually is possessed. It, you turn it off, and it wants to turn itself back on. And all of the lights flicker. In fact, I, I took a video of it. I sh- I'll send that over to Jose. He'll put it out in the social medias in a day or two. But uh, it flickers, and the alarm goes off for no reason. And the you're just watching the car, and the dome light will come on just all of a sudden. And the blinkers will come on. The headlights will come on. And it sounds like it, the clicking noise the engine is making sounds like it's trying to start itself. Is that happen to you? I, it's bonkers. See, that whole picture right there is what's happening in the news today in just about every category that you can you can say. Uh, so I, I took that into uh, to the to the shop and I told them my car's possessed. And they said, "What do you mean?" So I explained all of that and I said, "It's trying to start itself." And uh, I learned. I went on uh, the Reddit machine. See that column, the Reddit machine. And I went on there, and apparently this does happen from time to time. And uh, what you have to do is uh, unlatch the hood, and for whatever reason, that stops most of it. And that did. It stopped most of it. It's something to do with the circuit. The point, ultimately, in this, and I've I've got this thought, and thinking of all the trials, and however you look at the, the trials that President Trump is going to go through, and the prosecutors and the trials that they're going through, and President Biden and the trial he's not going through because he's an old guy. He should, he should leverage that old guy thing uh, somehow. He could just say, oh, no, I forgot about that. Remember, um, my Department of Justice says, I don't remember anything about uh, the border. Um, Character, your personal character, it will eventually reveal itself in something in your professional or otherwise public life. It's just a fact. It will happen eventually. And the thing that is the character thing, you will argue that it shouldn't matter. So some people are going to say it shouldn't matter that Fonnie Willis is having an affair with the prosecutor that she hired for $600,000 who uh, doesn't know where his money is, that that shouldn't make any difference because what does that have to do with any of the facts in the Trump case? And I understand that, except that she's probably going to get disqualified because she lied about it to the court 
apparently. She lied about that relationship, but there's a whole bunch of reasons she's going to be in trouble. And does it have anything to do with the facts of the case? Well, people would say, yes, the reason you've got these sort of ethical rules is because people believe that, hey, your personal decisions can actually affect your professional judgment. And in a court of law, when you're talking about taking someone's rights away, when you're talking about criminal prosecution, your decisions about how you come about that, whether it's political bias or whether you're doing something on the down low and you want to cover it up and that will ha- that will determine something about how you handle a case or you hire to do a case. Because no matter how you look at it, it's either bad for the state or bad for Donald Trump or bad for whomever else is involved, all those different people. And if no one's getting a fair trial because the prosecutor's got something going on in their personal life or his personal life, it's a huge deal. That's why they'll probably get disqualified. And the argument that what I do in my private life doesn't matter, for sure it matters. With Donald Trump, how many of the things he's going through wouldn't be happening at all or would be less severe if he didn't do something to either cause it or make it more severe, even if they're going after him? Even if it's even if it's unjust at its core, you know, when somebody's coming after you for something, the way they come after you and get you is because they find something personal about you that you did wrong and they make it about that. That's that's what happens that obviously that happens in politics, but that happens in personal life, too. That happens in your workplace. That happens in, you know, your church. It happens in your schools. It happens in your families. You, your personal stuff, it matters. Can I just bring your attention here to uh, Book of Proverbs? This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about bonkers in the world. There are things like my car that are bonkers that uh, aren't really your fault, right? Things that just happen. But a lot of the stuff that happens in our life, it's something that if we would have taken the time to follow the Lord or just ask for wisdom and be wise— we could prevent altogether or make something less severe or less bonkers. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Bonkers, by the way, when your life goes bonkers, especially because of it's your own a sin issue, something that's your own fault, you're trying to cover up for a lie, you're trying to uh, manipulate something, you're involved in something you don't want people to know about that you shouldn't be involved in, like an adulterous affair or an affair with a coworker and you didn't tell the management, you didn't follow, whatever it is. It causes you to lose sleep. It causes you a level of stress. It affects your life. Like it's very literal for the words of the Lord, their life to those who find them. Being wise is what this is about and it helped to one's whole body. And then it says this, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And that's the big character question right there. Everything you do flows from what's in your heart. That's why you cannot keep what is in your heart from eventually affecting your professional or public life. You cannot separate, hey, this is my private life versus this is my professional life. You know, eventually your alcohol addiction or your drug addiction or whatever it is, you is going to affect your, your public life. And it will maybe do so because that just gets revealed and you, you do something wrong, or maybe it just makes you less effective. And so you don't get the promotion or later you get fired. You may not even realize that connection, but I promise you, and that's, it's true for me, it's true for every single one of us, that what is in our heart eventually comes out 
in every part of our life. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. You know how much we get in trouble because of our mouths? I think about this a lot because I have to run my mouth for two hours every afternoon. And once in a while, I'll say something. I don't even realize I said it. Somebody will send me an email. You said this. You're a heretic. Well, okay. I'm not a heretic. But if I did say that, uh, gosh, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. You're, you're right. I said that. What a, you know, it's not what I meant. Uh, but you got to be careful about that. Um, our mouths get us in so much trouble. Let your eyes look straight ahead and fix your gaze directly before you. New Testament would say, fix your eyes on Jesus. Put him directly in front of you. Fix your gaze there. It's who you're supposed to be. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all of your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left, but keep your foot from evil. This is the words of a king writing to his son about how to deal with the world. This this book is probably meant for your, your kids when they're about 13, okay, when they are at that age where they're in a place where they are not yet probably making the huge decisions in life, although back then you were a little more grown up, a lot more grown up probably at 13, um, but your your mental capability is able to perceive wisdom much better. And it's if you read the book of Proverbs, it talks about the realities of relationships. And it talks about, you know, it's it's written in the context of young men, but it's certainly applicable. You can easily just flip it around and make it about young women. You got to be careful about your relationships with the opposite sex. And you got to realize that some people use that stuff to manipulate you and that the things that you say and the things that you do, they come back to haunt you. And that's before there's TikTok. That's before you have Facebook. There was uh, one of those satire, uh, I think it was the Onion, one of those satire newsletter, like Babylon Bee, the Onion. It said, it said everybody in the country today under 25 will be prohibited for running for president one day because of something they've got on their Facebook or social media. I mean, it's unbelievable what people put out there. I tell my kids all the time, hey, you know, your lips also can be your fingertips and what you what you text people, what you post on your social media, that stuff will come back to haunt you. It's permanent. It's not something that people will forget about. My generation, Generation X, we're the last generation where the stuff we did was not videotaped. Right? There's parts of our life that there's there's no tape of. I used to go around doing karaoke shows, singing impersonation stuff. Some of that I wish I had video of. Some of it I'm really glad I don't. Just You don't need to see that. Uh, but today, it would all be out there forever. Your digital footprint, I don't think we even understand how significant that is. And I'll tell you what, your employer, if you go out there and uh, if you go out there and apply for a job, your employer is probably going to Google you. Well, they're not supposed to do that. It doesn't matter. They're going to do that. I did that. When I was hiring people, I did that. One time I had it down. I had 300 applicants for youth director, 300. Most of them were insane. But there were a few ones that were pretty good. And by insane, I used to keep a file of the insane ones. Trust me, there's some crazy people who want that job. But there were some really good ones. I narrowed it down to five. I Googled all five. And after I did that, I had zero. And all of it was because of what they had posted on their social media. And I thought, you know, maybe if you've got some stuff in the past that might actually help you as a youth director because you can relate to the kids and you can tell them from experience why you shouldn't do that. But you posted this yesterday, moron. And uh, 
you know, it is such a big deal. And yet we've got a 3000 year old book, the book of Proverbs that tells you about character, that tells you that your character matters. And when you look at the chaos that's in the world today and all the crazy stuff that's on the, the news today, all the crazy stuff that's out there. Jose's telling me I should go get a burner account. Yeah, you know what? It's still, they can eventually trace you down. I know people think they can get around it. You can't. It's somebody will find out. The, when you look at the world today and all the chaos going on, ask yourself this question. When you watch these political trials, the stuff related to the election, whichever side, you know, just whatever's out there, ask yourself how much of that is, is real, not, not who's guilty and who isn't, but how much of it is affected by character. A lot of it is. Not everything, but a lot of it is on all sides, right? And sometimes it's, you know, all of us are sinners. All of us have stuff that people are going to bring up. All of us have stuff that we've done that we wish we hadn't done that somebody might bring up at a really bad moment of our life. But that is why we are to take care, to let your eyes look straight ahead. The Proverbs writer says, fix your your gaze directly before you. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the New Testament would say. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. Keep your foot from evil. Great advice. Do that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show, TikTok, Facebook, X, and Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. Also, the podcast is the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Find that wherever you get your podcast and click follow. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Talking about a person's character and how it affects your life and uh, how it will come out in your professional or public life, your, your inside character, what you think in your heart. The Bible tells us that in Proverbs chapter 4 and elsewhere, that what is in your heart, it's going to come out. It will be a part of things, and it affects people. And I was looking at the news today, in particular the, uh, the Fonnie Willis hearing, but also the, the stuff and really all of Trump's trials and, and everything Biden's going through and all these public officials and all this weird news and you know you realize that in so many things character is is something that has made it more complicated or the entire issue for a lot of people in uh, in public life and we see that and we comment on it when it's political and especially when it's the other side we always like it when it's the other side right uh and you should be consistent by the way for both sides uh, that is an important thing to do, but it's also important in our own life. You're probably not going to be on television because of your character stuff, hopefully, but your family and your friends and your coworkers, they all get it. And uh, there's office politics and there's school politics. There's church politics. There's politics in the way we do our lives. Politics in the, in the fifth grade, right? There's stuff. And character matters. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Eric and Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm good. Eric, how are you? Good, good. So let's talk about character. Yeah. In the last twelve in the last twelve months, the leading candidate for the nomination of president on the Republican Party has been found guilty of sexual assault. In fact, libel, I should say. Yeah. Libel, sexual assault, and then found defamation 
for defaming the person he lost the, the, the trial to, and that cost him $83 million. And he's been found liable for fraud for uh, falsifying bank records. Mm-hmm. So why, if character matters to the country, why is he still the pre- uh, presidential candidate? Well, let me ask you this. Does character still matter to the country at all? Because there are people who will make the same arguments in different areas, of course, about President Biden and things that, you know, he's done. You know, he's not in court at this point, but uh, because he's an elderly man, apparently. But well, you're right, though. The, well, the, know, the argument that I'm making here and what, what I want people to look at if they're looking at the Trump stuff or they're looking at what's happening with prosecutors or even with, you know, in, in all of this stuff is how much of it would be happening if it wasn't for that person's character, and especially in issues where it's sort of tangential to the main thing, right? It's not in the in the funny Willis stuff today, you know, what she and her boyfriend did or didn't do and how they did it, all that stuff really doesn't make a what difference as far as the facts of the case, but that case might be over because of that, right? So the character I, I mean, is I, what matters. I, Trump, I, Trump may I not be president it. because of character issues, if that's what people think, or maybe people don't care. Maybe people have decided it's not that important. There it is. Well, I think it matters for everybody except the person. I was listening to somebody earlier today, and they were talking about branding. And, and I've often said this about about Trump, uh, is that he's a mark. He, 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 his genius lies in his ability to brand, because brand has nothing to do with the authenticity of the product. It has to do with the conventionality of the person. Like, for example, Nike doesn't make the best running shoe, but Nike's the most popular running shoe. Well, that's an opinion. I, I prefer Nike over other shoes. Everything everything I own is, is Nike. It, is it, it, a, is it just I'm because a, of the I'm branding, a, a, or is it actually good stuff? No, it is, it is branding. but Not all the Brooks, branding lies. Brooks, 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 and well, I don't want to do far in this, but <laughs> they're, they're, about four, they're, about four, they're about four tennis shoes that are authentic running shoes yeah. that are better than Nike. So how, so, do, we, you're talking, how so, do we look so, at – let me get back on topic here. How do we look sure. at – not just the stuff in the news, because that can take us down all kinds of roads, right? But in our own personal life, you know, how do we look at situations and realize the character is something that caused the problem one way or the other? You know, sometimes it's just people don't like you. Like you, you might have done nothing wrong, but people don't like you for some reason. Sometimes there's a good reason, but sometimes there's not. Like I know, well, I know, I know cases of people where one person gets in trouble and another person doesn't for really the same thing. And it probably comes down to one person being likable and another person not. Yeah, case in point, a person that is found liable for sexual assault. I mean, Gary Hart, Gary Hart's campaign in 1988 was tar- was harpooned because he had an affair. Not, I mean, I mean, a, a consensual affair. The same here with, with Fred Willis. I mean, people are making a big deal about a consensual affair and not making a big deal about sexual assault and the defamation. Well, I think. Well, let me let me pull it back here. In the in the Trump case, the the one you're talking about, does the accuser have credibility in the eyes of lots of people who examine that and watch her on television? See, I think I think people blow that matters. off depending on what they think about things because they think both of them have uh, questionable. But nobody, but but nobody was in the courtroom for all seven weeks. The only including people that you and in me. Seven weeks was the judge, right? But that's why that's why I'm relying on our, our judicial system to say that the, the 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 twelve people that found found him liable examined all the evidence, said it said every day for seven weeks, 
listened to it and came to a judgment. Right. I mean, that's that's, but, that's all we have in this country. Yeah, but and I'm under, I'm understanding that. But the, where I'm at today is not to litigate all of this stuff, right? I'm just talking about our own personal character. Like for you, Eric, how do you, when you see this, does it make you say, gosh, this is an area in my life that I better be careful of because what's in my heart is going to get me in trouble if I'm not focused on Jesus. See, that's where I'm yeah, taking I mean, this already, today. I mean, we'll probably yeah, have other conversations about however all these cases turn out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, for us, I mean, listen, I, I say this in my own life, is that I try to be the same person. Just like I'm talking to you right now, is how I talk to people in public, is I talk to people at work, is I talk to people at friends. I try to be the same person. Now, that same person is riddled with flaws. Yeah. So, but if, yeah, I mean, if but, you were, but I try to be authentic in who yeah. I am. But if you were calling up and cussing us out, we would hit the button and you wouldn't be allowed to call. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I mean, that's for yeah, real, right? But I don't do that. Yeah, but I don't do that with my friends or, or family either. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's, it is the, the authenticity of who you be can be can really be the most important thing because, again, we, we all have flaws. That's right. I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't drink or smoke. So, um, I, and I don't gamble. So I don't have vices, for example. But I have tons of other flaws. But you got other stuff. So I want to get yeah. on to some other callers, Eric. But I, what I'm really hoping people do is they just realize that the character thing is something that we should all think about, not just apply to other people, right? And yeah. that it causes us problems that are sometimes outside of whatever the actual issue is. And, you know, interesting thing, you, it's funny because I don't know how many people you probably have a, a background. You bring it up, Gary Hart. I don't know how many people even remember that. But remember the – Remember the name of the boat that he got caught on? Uh, If you you hadn't asked me, I would have told you. Yeah, the monkey business, right? So Gary Hart, who was a Democratic presidential leader in 1984, uh, was accused of being in an affair. He said, no, I'm not doing it. And then he challenged the media to follow him to prove it. Well, they did follow him, and they caught him in the affair on a boat called the monkey business. Yeah, the difference, though, between 1984 and 2024, and this is another topic, so I'm going to let it go on this is I wonder if we care. I wonder if Gary Hart today, if anybody would care. I mean, it would make the news, you know, it would, but he had to drop out of that race. It was over. Yeah. End of race, yeah, end of Gary Hart. That was the end of his career. Jennifer uh, Flowers didn't end Bill Clinton. So, well, no, yeah, but what's he, what's he known for today? I mean, if you go to – I went to the White House a few years ago, and I looked at all the portraits, and there are other people in there, right? Everybody was silent and reverent to everybody's portrait, Republican and Democrat, except for one, the Bill Clinton portrait. Everybody had a dirty joke that they told. Because uh, it was nineteen. Because because it was nineteen ninety six. No, because it, no, that was two thousand fifteen. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, what happened in nineteen ninety six? Right. Had, had we known? Had we known that that. Um, at, 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 uh, uh, yeah, Eric, I, I want to go uh, to other people. I appreciate yeah. it. I've had you for a okay. while, but right. it's, the character thing matters a lot. All right, 888-528-2557. Yvette in Santa Monica, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call. I I love the last caller, Eric, but I'm sorry. Some of us aren't supporting Trump because of his character. We're supporting Trump because of the way he runs the country or that he did run the country, whereas Biden— 
I hope people aren't voting for him because of his character. He is running our nation into the ground. There's irreparable <laughs> damage being done to our country. So, yeah, uh, Martin Luther King said, I hope we live in America someday where my child will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. We haven't gotten there yet as a nation. And historically, politics is, is a battle of scoundrels. And mm. the ones at the end of the day who balance the books, who taxes are used pr- proportionately or keep the borders safe, who actually can create jobs and wealth and who aren't um, uh, uh, licensing uh, anything goes kind of philosophy, those are the people who get elected. The um, But wouldn't you say on anything, not just with the people today, that that character flaws that we all have probably even limit however successful we might be. Absolutely. Your character should determine your destiny. Yeah, it matters a lot. And there have been been a lot of uh, character flaws in lots of presidents. You go back 150 years, they're all crazy. Um, oh my God! Um, Jefferson owned slaves. And today, Andrew Jackson and Andrew Jack—they want to shoot each other. Andrew Jackson and John Quincy <laughs> Adams accused each other of all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, the yeah. stuff that Quincy Adams said about Jackson was probably true, but uh, yeah. you know, it's it's there. But see, those things distract. And 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 I really want to. I appreciate your call, Yvette. And obviously, in the election, you know, people are going to have to make a choice whether they think it's a good choice or a bad choice to have to make you know, with those issues. And everybody's got character issues. But I really want us to make this personal when we look at it, because it's easy to talk about what other people are going through and on the news. And I mean, it's, it is crazy what we're watching right now, just unbelievable uh, stuff. But don't miss the opportunity to apply it to yourself. That's what I'm doing. Where is my character going to come out in a way I don't want it to come out? How can I repent? How can I turn things toward Jesus? How can I worry less about somebody else's flaws and really say, Lord, search my heart, make me a better person? I think that's part of the Christian walk, and that's a way that we can view the world even when we see all this crazy stuff going on. Pastor Scott Show, uh, follow me on social media at Pastor Scott Show and all the socials. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Fewer Americans attend church weekly than at any time in American history. I pointed out to my fellow Jews that when Americans went to church, Jews were more secure. The uh, the Judeo-Christian America that we've had if you want to call it Christian America. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Pastor Scott Show. You know, we're on each and every day from 3 to 5. Always good to have you join us. You can get our podcast by looking for the Pastor Scott Show wherever you get your podcast. So check that out. Hey, um, I want to invite you, and I think this is really, really important, to come to Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian. It's a Jewish-Christian dialogue between Dennis Prager and Alan Jackson. And uh, this is a live event. It's coming up on March 12th. 
at 7 p.m. It's at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. And uh, 7 p.m. is when it starts, but you want to get there at least by 6.45. There's also a VIP reception at 5.30 where you can get to meet Dennis and Alan and uh, maybe some other people there, including uh, Pastor Dudley Rutherford. He'll be moderating the event. He's the pastor of Shepherd Church. This is an important event. So go to kkla.com right now and click on the Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian banner and uh, check it out. We've called this, we've done this every year for a while. We've called it Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile, and uh, a little more clever of a title maybe, but we thought this year we'll change it a little bit because really it's Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian is more like what it is. Um, But you know, with everything going on in the world today, in particular with Israel and what happened after October 7th, and also what we're seeing in our own country, the increase in anti-Semitism, and I think especially what we're seeing in the, the universities in particular. And as I've said before, it's it's not to discount the anti-Semitism that you see with neo-Nazis and right, right-wing groups and white supremacists and those kinds of things. But when you see it on all perspectives and a whole bunch of people basically saying the same thing in different ways, where it's very much an anti Semitic response to what happened, even with calls for ceasefire that we have now. You know, is there a call for a ceasefire from Hamas? And the desire to legitimize what Hamas is and what they do is nuts. It's bonkers, as I've been saying today, because if you go read the Hamas charter, it tells you what Hamas is about and that their purpose is to kill Jews. They don't want a two-state solution. And I thought it's interesting that at Columbia University in one of these student protests this week, the chant that the students were saying was to say, we don't want a two-state solution either. We want all of it. That's what they were saying. So there's at least some integrity with respect to those students actually understanding what Hamas is about. They hate Jews. They hate Israel. They also hate Americans, and they hate Christians, by the way. All of that you can just go read about if you want to. And and that's the irony, right, of so much of the protests from anybody. It's that, hey, these same people want to kill you. I'm not really sure why you'd be on their side. And the reason they want to kill you is because you don't believe what they believe. And that's not me talking. That's them talking. You can Google it, Hamas Charter. It's very, very clear what they are about. And when you see this happening in our elites, when you see this happening in such a way that, you know, in the politics in the Democratic Party right now, that's a big struggle because you either have to take the side that uh, up to this point, President Biden has taken in support of Israel, although it sounds like he's changing that a little bit. You either have to do that and you run the risk of losing a large percentage of voters who um, might be more supportive of Hamas in either young people or Arab populations in uh, Minnesota and Michigan, which, by the way, in those states, Trump is way ahead, uh, close in Minnesota, way ahead in Michigan. And uh, you have to, you know, politically speaking, you're going to offend one of those groups. Which one are you going to do? And ultimately, you're probably going to do, you know, from a political standpoint, not from a principled standpoint. From a principled standpoint, Biden needs to hold his ground with where he's been, even though he has division. Uh, beneath him. And that's something to pray for. But think about it for a while. Where are we going to be in in uh, 20 years? Are we going to be a country that is able to support Israel? And when I say that, I'm not saying we support everything Israel does. It's certainly not anti-Semitic to question the governing of Israel or decisions that they make, even militarily or other things like that. You can question those things. The The Bible questions those things. God questions those things all throughout the history of Israel. Where it becomes anti-Semitic is when you won't ask the same questions of other groups or when you ignore 
the rights of a country to exist or the rights of a people group to exist the way you wouldn't ignore that with any other people group. Or when you start to accept things as true from one side and not true from another, that's what we're seeing so often. You know, whenever October 7th happened, I realized there's a lot that I need to study in this area. I have you know, Bible, you know, seminary degree, and I've read the Bible a lot, and I can give you a lot of biblical information about Israel and prophecy and who Jesus is and end times discussion, those kinds of things. But I realized, you know what, I don't really have a couple of perspectives very good, personally. I don't have a perspective about the modern Israel and the politics involved internally about how it became a state or some of the other politics involved with other nations surrounding Israel. And I realize something even as a Christian, which I realize quite a bit, is that I often don't have a really good perspective, really, of what Jewish people think, of uh, what people who are um, like Dennis Prager, who is Jewish, who has a very serious Jewish perspective. We'll have him on the program soon to talk about it. And he's one of the people speaking from the Jewish point of view at Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian. And to get his perspective on lots of things— anti-Semitism, to get his perspective on what's happening in Israel, on Christian and Jewish relations, on the Bible, lots of things. That's going to be helpful for everybody, for Jewish people, for Christians, or for anybody who wants to go. And maybe you're not Jewish or you're not Christian, you're a Gentile, and you're thinking, I don't understand all of this. I'd like to have a better knowledge. This is a great event to go to and to get that understanding. You know, what do people really believe about Jesus? What's the difference between a Jewish person and a Christian person with respect to who Jesus is and what he wants to do? Do you know what that is? You know, and then even historically, one of the things I did when October 7th happened is I went out and I got some books and I deliberately looked for some people with perspectives that are secular, so not a religious perspective, and also I look for some things that would that would be maybe further to the left, like what is the a pro-Israel uh, liberal perspective? One of those books was a book by uh, Noah Tishby, an actress uh, who's also a spokesperson. She's doing a great job with all of this, if you find her. She doesn't believe in Jesus, uh, and she's Jewish, but she's not uh, religious. Um, and uh, but she knows a lot about Israel's history, and you know, getting her perspective was very helpful to understand the politics and stuff. You can get the perspective online too. You know, the Hamas Charter will tell you all about their perspective. That's why I recommend that you read that. But I think in all of our conversations and all of our thoughts about these things, having an idea of what is really true is important for all of us, and that's one of the reasons I think that you should go to Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian. Uh, coming up on March 12th. I think, you know, another thing that it does is it really helps you have conversations with people in your life, your relational world, who might be Jewish or who might have a different perspective than you or have ideas. Maybe they're, you know, really pro-Palestine, um, but they they mean it from a perspective of not understanding who Hamas is, which is something that we found, you know, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Do you even know what that means? If you don't realize that that means wiping out all of Israel and Israel doesn't have a right to exist and killing Jews wherever they hide, according to Hamas, uh, and Christians, by the way, if you don't get that, well, you need to. You need to understand that the world today has many people who just want to kill you, that that's not new, but that is how the world is. I think we don't like that. I get the feeling sometimes when we negotiate things in the Middle East, particularly when we're involved with Israel and, say, Iran or these terrorist groups like Hamas and other groups, I get the feeling that we believe if 
we all just sat around the table and put on the suits and ties and somehow negotiated some kind of agreement that everybody would live in peace and that we misunderstand the extreme hatred that exists, the murderous hatred that is centuries old, that is there, and that is based on uh, a, a an interpretation of the scriptures and who Abraham is and who God is that's thousands of years old, right? It is, if you don't understand that, I don't think you can get it. In fact, in the uh, book I was talking about, eventually in that book, you had to say, you had to realize that there's a spiritual element to all of this, that there is Islam and there's Christianity sort of in the background there, and then Judaism. And that if you can't acknowledge that, even though Israel is a secular nation, even though in Israel you can be Muslim, you can be Palestinian, you can be uh, whatever your background is, and you can serve in the government, and you can vote, you can be on the Supreme Court, you can do all this, you can be the leader, you can do all of this. 20% of people on the Knesset, I think, are Palestinians uh, who live in Israel, and I don't know if you know that. Um, And there's a lot of pride about the Israeli uh, Declaration of Independence, the attitude towards how to be in the community of nations and to have a functioning state. Their problem is is that next to them are people who don't want any functioning state. They just want no Israel and Jews to be dead. I don't mean this to be harsh. I'm just saying that's what they say about themselves. I mean, it is harsh. That's what they say. And if you don't understand that that is religiously motivated because of an interpretation of of a Quran, the interpretation of who God is about what, you know, the end times would be from another perspective, then you don't really understand. And I think when you understand those things, you also get the world better. And then you have the Christians, sort of this third point of view, involved in what's going to happen. And it's important to know all this. So that's that's my endorsement for Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian. And uh, we'll talk more about that as the event comes. But it's March 12th, coming up at 7 o'clock at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. You can get there from any freeway in Southern California. And I encourage you to go Tuesday, March 12th, 7 p.m. Go to kkla.com and get tickets. There are VIP tickets that are still available. It is Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian with Dennis Prager and Pastor Alan Jackson. And uh, I look forward to seeing you there. And uh, I'm looking forward to this event. I think we're going to learn a lot. It'll be helpful for everybody who goes. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. We're on every day from 3 to 5. You can follow me right now on social media, Instagram, TikTok, X, and Facebook at Pastor Scott Show. Just look us up at, at Pastor Scott Show. Give us a follow. I'll see you tomorrow for Open Line Friday on the Pastor Scott Show from 3 to 5. Good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.